Vox Quick Hits. Some people say things never change in Washington, but last night something sort of changed. Ellen Nelson, you cover Washington for Vox. What changed last night? Yeah, so Senate Democrats got some wonky procedural news that actually has some pretty big implications for President Joe Biden's agenda. Okay, before we talk about what changed and what the news is, let's just talk about who changed something or who made the news. Who was it? Sure. Uh, This is Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough. She is basically the Senate's in-house rules expert who interprets hundreds, if not thousands. I don't know how many Senate rules there are, but there are a lot. So she is the person who interprets the rules. And just as a reminder, because we've talked about Liz before, can I call her Liz? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't. I'm not on a first name basis with her. Hi. Today, explained producer Will Reed here. I checked, and people do call her Liz. So we've covered Liz before on the show. And the funny thing about her is that unelected, yeah? Yes. Elizabeth McDonough began working in the parliamentarian's office as an assistant parliamentarian. Elizabeth McDonough is the Senate's first woman parliamentarian and possibly the most praised Senate parliamentarian ever. Democratic leader Harry Reid promoted her to parliamentarian in 2012, and Mitch McConnell has praised her fairness and judgment, calling her a brilliant lawyer. And the reason we've talked about her on the show before is because she came up a bunch a few weeks ago when Congress was trying to figure out whether it could raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour through budget reconciliation. The House is due to vote today on the $1.9 trillion plan to address the economic impact of the pandemic. But the official in charge of Senate rules says that raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour should be removed from the bill. So ultimately, you know, Democrats are going to try to put a bunch of things in budget reconciliation bills, but she's kind of the decider um, who, who gets to say this can stay in, this can't stay in. Okay, and what did the decider decide this time? She basically decided that the technical language is she advised that a revised budget resolution may contain budget reconciliation instructions. So that is a confusing sentence. She decided that a revised budget resolution can feature some budget reconciliation. May contain budget reconciliation instructions. Basically, what that means in non-Senate speaker speak Thank you. is that <laughs> is that Democrats can basically go in and amend a fiscal year 2021 budget bill that they already passed. This was the budget bill that the COVID-19 relief plan was in. That was the American Rescue Plan? Yes. So essentially, that bill has already been passed. It's been signed into law. But what she ruled is that they can go in and amend that bill, essentially. What this means broadly is that Democrats have potentially more chances than they did at passing more budget resolution bills. And the reason that that is important is because they can get certain big priorities passed with a simple majority, so 51 votes, meaning that they don't need Republican votes. So... Just to make sure I understand how the Senate works here for a second. 
Our pal, the Senate parliamentarian, Liz, let's call her, she went in and said that the Democrats can amend something they've already done and thus gave them another opportunity to do something with their slimmest of majorities in the Senate. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Why do they need to amend something they've already done to get something new done? Why not just do the new thing? They can do the new thing. They probably will do the new thing. They will pass a another, you know, par- passing another budget resolution for the fiscal year for 2022 was already part of the plan. But they only had a limited number of times they could do this. It was sort of, you know, people had essentially been thinking that they could only do this a total of two times and that they had already used up one of those times. And essentially amending a budget resolution that has already been passed gives them up to three chances or, you know, potentially potentially more, depending on what she, you know, if she gives them a hard stop after three. So the idea is that Democrats can go back in to the one that was already passed, amend it to add, say, you know, President Biden's infrastructure p- plan that was just introduced or, or elements of that, and then go and pass another budget resolution for fiscal year 2022. It essentially just gives them chances to do more stuff with more budget reconciliation bills. And in theory, if they do the second budget reconciliation, which was for 2022, is that right? Yes. They could then amend that and have like a fourth big thing. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that we still don't totally know. And there's still a lot of questions that we have. Uh, And it's worth noting, you know, I have not seen the parliamentarians like exact um, argument yet. We just got a statement from Schumer's office last night basically saying that she agreed with his office's argument of, of what, you know, this section 304 said about amending budget resolutions. So, yeah, I mean, in theory, you could amend a few budget resolutions. But I also think that, you know, I'm sure Republicans are going to be arguing there needs to be some mechanism in place so that Democrats, you know, essentially don't get, uh, you know, unlimited wishes or (laughs) unlimited budget reconciliation bills. I think that there will probably be some parameters around this that we have yet to see. And you mentioned Chuck Schumer's office. Were they the ones asking about this potential amendment to an already passed budget reconciliation? Yes, his office was the one that that brought it up in front of the Senate parliamentarian. So the Democrats are out there asking for sort of more chances to do what they can do with their slimmest of majorities. And here last night, the Senate parliamentarian appointed by Harry Reid a dozen years ago or so was like, yes. Yes, basically. Is this how the government works now, Ella? (laughs) This is an unprecedented thing. This is something that hasn't been done before. So it's kind of this like new frontier in Senate procedure. You know, Senate procedure can be kind of dry and boring, but it does have pretty big implications to what Democrats can get passed this year. You know, if Republicans took back the Senate in the midterms, it would have pretty dramatic implications for what they could do through budget reconciliation. And, you know, it's important to note that budget reconciliation um, has to do with budgets. It has to do with taxes, raising the debt limit. There are specific things that Democrats can pass with budget reconciliation, and there are specific things that they can't pass with budget reconciliation. So this doesn't give Democrats this unlimited ability to pass like whatever they want through budget reconciliation. And and we again have to remember that the same parliamentarian is probably going to be a big 
deciding force in, you know, what can get in and what stays out. Um, but yeah, this is this is a pretty big deal. Well, Ella, we look forward to having you back to talk about the next time the Senate parliamentarian lets Democrats amend something to their next budget reconciliation bill for 2022. Sounds good. I'm always here to talk about the the hot Senate procedural news. (laughs) That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts. 